Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. I just wanted to include before we begin the episode that we do talk about some sensitive topics. Um, we talk about um, eating disorders and um, depression a little bit. So if you're sensitive to either of those things or think that um, maybe you shouldn't listen to this, um, please don't. I don't want this to be triggering. Um, but If not, uh, I hope you enjoy the episode. I had a really fun time um, recording this one with Shania, and I think uh, we talk about some really important things, so I hope you enjoy. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm here with Shania. Hi. (laughs) And we're just having a nice little picnic, and so I thought it would be the perfect moment to pull out the recording device and just do a podcast, so... Do you want to talk about how we met? Yeah, actually, I was thinking about this the other day and how weird it is. I don't know. I just feel like you're really different from when we first met, and I feel like I am too. But it was basically because Genevieve started driving me home from track. Yeah. <laughs> because I was a junior, and I didn't have my license, and my parents didn't trust me to drive because I'm not a good driver. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm okay now, but, like, I've had my share of car accidents. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, they just, like, didn't really want me to, like, be driving myself home and stuff, so Genevieve started driving me home because our parents, our moms knew each other from yeah. TGC, and then, yeah, like, Genevieve would do, like, varsity practice, and we'd, like, sit in the car and, the like, car talk. talk, yeah. <laughs> no, I know, literally, like, us talking in the car was, like, therapy. Yeah. Because I remember I would just, like, just, like, rant in the car, and my sister would take forever, and there's no AC in the car. Yeah, yeah. And we'd sit there with, like, the door open, open and, like, yeah. other kids would be walking by, and we'd just be, like, having our conversation. And then I know, like, she didn't have, like, a sound system in her car, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and you would, like, have the speaker, and, like, you'd, like, <laughs> yes. play, like, Billie Eilish, and I'd be like, wow, other people know Billie Eilish. It's, like, way back before she was, like, super huge. That just seems crazy to me. I know, because we're both, like, so different, and, like... Yeah, but we're, like, still friends. <laughs> yeah, we're still friends. I think it's, like, really interesting, because we've both, like, grown, mm-hmm. like, together, and, like, I don't know, it still, like, works. Like, we never, yeah. like, grew out of our friendship. But I also think that, like, I, I, it strikes me as kind of weird that, like, we have this age difference. Like, yeah. you're almost the same age as my younger sister. Yeah. But, like, it doesn't feel like that. Yeah. And I think that that actually really helps our friendship, because, like, I don't know like all of your friends and like if you tell me stuff like about people in your grade i'm not gonna like i have no motive to tell them <laughs> there's a spider it's little go go where is it i don't know i think it's gone okay okay there's been so many spiders in my house Ugh. and okay i'm getting into like a little bit of a weird phase with like a witch phase yeah for no real. way no for real because I don't know like with spirituality and stuff like I've been into that shit since like 2017 Mm -hmm. and like the witch stuff was just like another level that I never really thought about but the last week I've had so many signs about all of this kind of stuff the number of spiders I've seen in my house I'm like this is not like a joke like this is legit yeah it's been I don't know if you want me to tell you about all the signs please do I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it okay um a curtain rod fell on my head and like literally like my curtains just fell off and it like fell on my head like earlier I think on Tuesday and I was like what like it's never happened before and my dad what said to heck? me like yeah like be careful about with the curtains because he like put them up really loosely and stuff and I was like yeah like 
it's fine. And I was just opening it normally, and it just fell off and hit me in the head. And I was like, what? Why? And obviously, I didn't think that much of it. And then later on, I was like, okay, it's kind of like, it's a little bit of like a wake up bitch kind of sign. <laughs> just because oh I've been like in a weird place for like a little while now just with like being home and like being really stuck in my own head and like thinking that like I can't be productive and like since my exams and stuff have been over I've just been like doing nothing like watching Netflix all day and just Uh like literally doing nothing and like this week I started like drawing again and I started like thinking about doing things that are productive for myself and like getting back into like speaking French and stuff so yeah I just thought it was kind of interesting that like something like that would happen and then I've seen all these spiders and I'm like okay that's a thing and then two, uh, like on two separate occasions two squirrels have gotten like really close to me and I'm like that's never happened before <laughs> then <laughs> then I saw a dragonfly when I was like on a little picnic last week and then I saw another one in my backyard and I was like that's never happened before I haven't seen a dragonfly in like years so I just think, like, all of this stuff low-key adds up. Yeah. And then, like, I feel like the energy has been really... What, what the... is that? Really, like, really eerie lately. I don't know mm. if you feel it, too, but I was on a run. And it was, like, cloudy and, like, muggy. And I was like, this is just not right. This is not it. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, with all, like, the protests and stuff, I feel like I've been using my voice, like, a lot more. And I've been educating my stuff a lot more. And, like, I've known about, like... I think a lot of people have known about, like, yeah. all of the Black Lives Matter stuff for a long time and I've been like interested in it for a long time but I feel like now there's definitely been like more of a push to like really get out there and like learn your stuff and know what's going on and through doing that I feel like it's kind of opened my eyes to a lot of different things yeah and it just makes you think about like the way that what you're taught in school and like what's like how there's different stuff out there and in a way that makes me like more open to this idea of like the witch stuff and like the spirituality stuff because like just because what they say like in school doesn't necessarily mean it's true true. yeah Yeah. i feel like that's like how i've kind of been with astrology like just like with the venus in retrograde like i just thought it was like i was like literally telling everybody about it because i was so like shook you talked about it in an episode didn't you yes i did (laughs) i yeah i just think it's like i just think it's so weird like and it's like i get that like a lot of like horoscopes whatever they're like very broad so literally anybody could be like oh my god that relates to me but i feel like it's just very specific that just like two people from my like life or like my past like whatever crush like just like came back during like that season yeah i think i just don't see why it wouldn't be true like I feel like there's so yeah. much out there that we don't know about like the universe and everything like why wouldn't it be true like okay I have this I'm really into like the idea that there are no consequences not consequences coincidences yes, yes. <laughs> consequences am I stupid <laughs> no coincidences like that things don't just like happen by chance yeah and that like if you see something somewhere and then you see it somewhere else like it's not by chance and that it's all like signs and reasons and a spider web is building on my oh bag a sign <laughs> we're connected a spider <laughs> um but yeah i just think that like all of that kind of stuff like it just could be true so. yeah but okay I, I have a question for you what do you think about like there's all this stuff about like gatekeeping within spirituality and like mm. astrology and stuff and there's also like questions about like did you manifest something or did it just happen because you're privileged and because like and because you have the opportunity to 
like go after those things yeah i think like manifesting is a little bit of a scam i think like to a certain extent like focusing on something like yeah it can bring something to happen in your life Mm -hmm. but it's just because like you're focused on it so you're more likely to go after things if like it's on the forefront of your mind and i think like i don't know i just think it like sets you up for disappointment like to be honest because like honey i've been trying to manifest a boyfriend since the beginning of high school and that has not worked out and it's like like sure like i could manifest it and then just find some random dude and be like yo like let's date but yeah like, it the, wouldn't work it out. wouldn't work out so i, I think know. that the placebo effect is really real with manifesting yeah. and i think that honestly that's a part of it and like i'm okay with that yeah like the fact that yeah like you start thinking about something so you start seeing it more it's not that it maybe it's not that it's necessarily there more but you're noticing it more yeah and but i do think that like in a way that's aligning your mindset with like what you want because you're like you're noticing it more and so you're more able to like notice opportunities that you wouldn't have necessarily seen before before. and i don't think that like everything is manifested and stuff but i do i do like truly believe in it and I think that it's a good way to help you like build goals and to like mm-hmm. know that you can achieve them through like the idea of like trust the universe yeah. and like good things will happen to you and like they'll come to you and like there's always something better on the way like if you truly believe those things I don't know why it wouldn't happen to you yeah it's just like when you have that element of doubt then obviously Everything's it harder, can just be yeah. like festered on okay that makes me think of two AP Lang related things. Okay. Okay, the first one. So, you know when we would do, like, the vocab yeah. every week? Yeah. Okay, and then once you, like, learn the vocab, you, like, start seeing it everywhere. Yeah, the words, like, oh, yeah. my God, like, it's just magically... I feel like that, yeah, like, that's kind of, like, how manifestation, like... Yeah, works. You'll just start, like, noticing things. Um, oh, my God. I can't remember what the second thing I was going to say was. This is going to bother me. Okay, yeah, I lost it. Okay, Anyways. but... <laughs> No, about AP Lang, actually. Um, So, okay, so I've been... It hasn't worked out this year because the vibes this year are off and this year sucks ass. But but for the last... For 2018 and 2019, I've made, like, dream boards, like, mood boards about, like, what I want to happen for the year. And I haven't achieved, like, every single one of those things. But I've achieved a lot of them. And I don't necessarily... Like, if you don't believe in manifestation, you can say that, like, it's because you put those goals there. And I looked at them every single morning. And then, like, mm-hmm. obviously, I would go about my day and do things that would help me mm-hmm. get to those goals. But um, my junior year, like, I put on there that I wanted to get a 5 in AP Lang. I wanted to get a 5 in AP Calc. I think I was taking... Yeah, an AP Calc, AP Stat. Yeah, I think I think that's what I put on there. And then I was, like yeah like I'm just gonna do that Mm -hmm. and that was like for the second half of the school year because it was 2018 and I had already like been in those classes for like a whole half year and I had like been doing fine and stuff but I had gotten like a couple bad grades in AP Calc like I think I got a C on one of the tests and I was just kind of like a little freaked out because I'm like I work really hard at math and Mm -hmm. I've been really good at math for a couple of years for a long time actually just because in second grade I was bullied for being shit at math <laughs> and I used to come home and cry to my dad and so he would like sit at the table and like yell at me my times tables and I would like get it <laughs> and like, weirdly enough that worked I'm not saying that parents should yell at their kids for that kind of stuff but you know it worked um and like now obviously I do a degree that's like really rooted in math but um yeah like the AP calc stuff I just like 
wasn't 100% getting everything. And then, like, the second half of the year, like, I got an A on every single test. I got a 5 on the AP exam. And I was, like, obviously, like, those things don't just happen. Like, I worked really hard for them. And I don't want to, like, discount my own hard work. But I do think that part of me was, like, well, I need to get these grades. Because, like, I knew that if I wanted to go to school in England, I need to get 5 on all my AP exams. (laughs) And it just happened. Because I had been saying to myself that I was going to go to school in England since I was 10, at least. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, now I do. And I think that that is a manifestation in itself. And even though, yeah, it's just me working hard for my goals. But, like, why can't I call it manifestation? Like, if you have a problem with that, like, then you can just call it me achieving my goals. Yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe that's, like, a little bit of the problem I have with it is, like, like not taking credit for your own achievements. Mm. Or, like, and then, yeah, I don't know. But, bruh, I, like, definitely did not get a five on my calc test, but... But you were in this whole different circumstance. Yeah, the math, like, questions were weird. And the exam was, like, online and, like, yeah. all of that stuff is weird. I don't know. Did you guys get a, like, open note? Or, like, what was it? It was open note, but it was such a small amount of time that I really didn't have yeah, the opportunity yeah. to. And honestly, like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, if I had to do it the traditional way, I probably wouldn't have gotten a super good score either. So I'm not, like, blaming the circumstances. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. I'm kind of sick of calc. So that's why I'm taking stat instead. <laughs> yeah, I do think that it plays a factor into it, like the circumstances and stuff, though. Because like this, yeah, this past year, like I, it's like my first year at school and stuff, mm-hmm. and I've just been kind of like, I don't know, like kind of just seeing how things go and like testing it out and stuff. And basically, the way it works is like it's not like GPA. You have like different classifications of your degree. So a first is if you get over seventy percent. That's a first. Okay. If you a two one is over sixty percent, a two two is over fifty percent, something like that. It's okay. something weird like that. I don't necessarily know it exactly, but the first is like the highest you can get, and it's over seventy percent. And to me, like going to school to England from here, I was like, that's easy. Like yeah. that's not hard because I think that the system here is really different. Like I was always getting like nineties on things and yeah. like eighty fives and stuff. So I was like, seventy is easy, <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> Is the curriculum just, like, a lot more rigorous? Yeah, so the way it works there is that I'm going to get my bachelor's degree in three years in engineering. Oh, got it. And I'm there for four years to get my master's degree. So I'll come out with my master's when I'm 22 okay. instead of, like, here I would be 23, maybe 24. Mm, so that's it. good because I'll, like, have saved some time and stuff. But it means that I don't do general ed at school. Like, I don't have to go through any – I haven't taken an English class, any of that kind of stuff, history. Oh, it. Like, it's just straight into engineering and, like, whatever you're studying. So I think, like, the past year, because my first year doesn't necessarily count into your qualification. Yeah. You can just kind of, like, test the waters and stuff. Obviously, you have to pass. Like, you have to get a third or better to continue at the university. But I was like, okay, I'm going to work as hard as I can and see if I can get a first. But, like, I'm still going to, like, just enjoy myself and just, like, have fun and, like, you know, do all the normal stuff. But then, like, it came to the exams. And because they were online, it's just been crazy like I felt like I did well in my exams and I felt like they went well but only because I had the notes like if I didn't have the notes I don't know what would have happened and I feel like next year I'm gonna be shitting myself because I could not do any like did you see who's gonna be the new bachelor yeah I I don't know who he is oh like he's well he's Tyler's like best friend oh really has he ever been no oh oh so he's he's, new so you know that like do you know that like Tyler is on like that abc food tours thing they're yes. on that together oh so he's like already okay, part of okay, abc okay, okay. but like he's not in like bachelor nation 
I wish it was Mike. I wish it was Mike too. I don't know why it couldn't have been Mike. Like literally, people have been asking for it to be Mike for like, like. What's their issue with Mike? I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, him. I'm happy that they put a black guy in, but like, Mike, please. I know Mike's the dream, but would who's the girl who's gonna be the Bachelorette? It's like Claire, Claire Crawley. Crawley. Yeah. Wait, what day is it? Sunday. Yeah. The Bachelor like thing is on tomorrow. Have you been watching no that? Like, no way. No, no, like the greatest seasons thing. Have you been watching that? No. Oh, they've been doing like this new thing where they like, they do like an entire, they review an entire season in one night. Oh. So last week it was Sean Lowe. I didn't watch it yet. I haven't recorded, but I don't know who it's going to be this week, but I feel like they're going to do the season that Claire was on and I want to watch that episode because oh, yeah, I need yeah, to yeah. know like her backstory. <laughs> she's like kind of old. She is. She's like 40 yeah. or 39 or something. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think it's good that there's, yeah. like, older people on it. But it weirds me out so much because, like, I am 19 now. And Becca, when she was on it, she was, like, 21. <gasps> no way. And That's literally my sister in a year. I know people that oh. are 21. Like, I have friends at school that are 21. Like, I could not imagine. And that was on Ari season. Ari was, like, 35 or something. <gasps> like, I don't know. Like What the heck? I mean, I'm into older guys, but, like, not, not that, that old. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, Mrs. Dolem, so she was the reason that I started my podcast because oh my gosh. she would always compliment me and say that I had a really nice voice and she said that she would love if I had a podcast and it was literally the best compliment that I ever could have gotten. She's amazing on a different level. So when we did Breaking Down the Walls um, afterwards, like she did it kind of in her class with like the little sticky notes and she'd be like, everyone like take a little label and like write like yes. five things about like five yes. different people. And I still have mine. I keep Same. it in the back yeah. of my journal. I have, like, a paper with all of them stuck on it from, like, breaking down the walls and from that class. And they're all, like, stuck on there, and it's folded up in the back of my journal. And Miss Dolan wrote one for me, and the one that she wrote was, like, like, you really know who you are, and I really admire that, and, like, you don't try to be like everyone else. And, like, she was just saying, like, the stuff that, like... Just, like, I, hit home. Like, yeah, yeah, I was like, that is me. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I... In my letter to her, like, it, I just was kind of, like, just telling her about my life. And obviously, like, I haven't been through, like, anything super difficult. And I remember, like, just telling her that, like, I was taking, like, these AP classes. And that I wanted to go to school in England. Mm-hmm. That my parents were English. And, like, she wrote the little notes back on it. And she was like, do you have an English accent at home? And I was like, how did she know? <laughs> um, and she, like, said this stuff. And I was like, that's just really cute. And she was like, wow, you're taking all these classes and stuff. And now it's, like... I went back at Christmas and we like a bunch of us went and it was like during a school day in yeah. January and we went into her class and she was like it was like four of us or something and she was like do you mind if we ask you guys questions about college uh-huh. and I was like we're being put on the spot right oh, now no. but she was like asking us these questions and she's like having her kids like her kids like her class yeah, ask yeah, us yeah. these questions and like one of the things she said to me was like Shania you were like so determined all the way till the end of school just to like work so hard and I really like thought that that was really admirable especially because a lot of kids like just drop off at like the end of senior year and stuff and I was like no trust me I wanted to but (laughs) I just couldn't just because I knew I needed to get like the grades to go to school in England but I don't know I just thought it was it was crazy for me to like be in that situation where she was saying to me like look you achieved your goal (laughs) I was like this is insane but um yeah like one of the kids asked like 
what's your biggest advice like when you're doing like college applications and stuff and I was like just apply to places that other people didn't apply to like yeah. <laughs> I was like it doesn't matter if nobody's ever heard of your school like I mean no one here has ever heard of Durham University like I say that and they're like what is that like who do you think you are like, <laughs> and it just worked out so well for me because like I wanted to do something different and I didn't want to be like out of school where everybody does the same thing not that not that I'm saying like everyone does the same thing at school and I think everybody can make their college experience their own and I think I would have been really happy if I had gone to school here but it just needed to happen for me to like be in a completely different environment yeah. and I knew that like I didn't want to have to deal with like sorority stuff so I was like <laughs> there's no sororities in England yeah. let's go yeah rhetorical analysis was like very hard for me I loved rhetorical I know I know you do yeah. argument argument was my shit yeah like I that's like because that's your personality <laughs> yes so I would like I, I just like loved writing argument essays but rhetorical analysis like I definitely struggled and I like because I would like literally not even I would miss the um the prompt I would like totally go off and then she'd be like um you didn't answer the prompt yeah no like Like, i'm so dumb but yeah yeah well talking about that like you're vegan right yeah okay so i just like wanted to ask you like your experience with it like beginning like your journey i guess like was it tough like what were like the things that you had to do to like be able to make it like a sustainable diet um yeah so Okay, so I have been planning to go to to go vegan for like three years maybe, and I knew that like it wouldn't fly with my parents. Yeah, <laughs> and I decided that I was gonna do it when I went to college, and I thought about it so many different times. When I first was like introduced to the idea of veganism, like I found out a lot of stuff about it like through Instagram and just like mm-hmm. stuff coming up on my explore page. And you know, like the more you interact with something, the more of it you see, kind yeah. of thing. So that like kind of got me into thinking about it and I just could not wrap my head around it at first because steak was my favorite meal (laughs) and I was like that is absolutely everything I love but at that time I was really getting into sustainable fashion Mm -hmm. and like being environmentally conscious and that kind of stuff so I realized that veganism was a good way to do that eventually and yeah it just so happened that a year before I went vegan I became lactose intolerant Mm -hmm. And I didn't know it was something you could become, but yeah. apparently, like, when you're a teenager, it can happen that, like, yeah. you lose the enzyme that breaks down milk or whatever. And so then I, like, started, like, not eating dairy and stuff because it would, like, make me feel really disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> and it caused a lot of issues. And my parents, like, kind of thought it was fake at first, and then they, like, realized that it's, like, a real thing. <laughs> my dad, like, did his own research about it, and he was like, okay, fine, people can be <laughs> lactose intolerant. And then because of that, I decided that, like, I didn't want to eat lactose-free things. Like, mm. and, like you know, you can get, like, cow's milk yes. that doesn't have, have lactose, lactose in it. Yeah. And this one time, I remember my parents got me ice cream. <laughs> and it was, like, lactate ice cream, so it's, like, yeah. lactose-free. And I had it, and I felt so sick. And I knew it was psychological. Like, yeah. I was making myself feel that way. But I just told them, I was like, I can't eat it because it's come from a cow. And they were like, what is wrong with you? But... <laughs> But yeah, so when I went to college, um, I decided that I was going to be vegan then. And I just kind of did it all at once. Like, I didn't really phase out meat. I had already, like, been done with dairy and stuff. Mm. But, like, the meat stuff, I just kind of went cold turkey. And it worked out for me because I made it all part of a big change. Like, because for college, I moved to a different country. I was mm-hmm. living by myself for the first time. 
you know it was like all these changes rolled into one and so like the vegan thing didn't seem that big of a deal because it was just something that happened so it was just kind of weird like i'd be at school and people would be like oh like you're vegan i'll be like yeah and they'd be like oh cool how long have you been vegan for and i've been like a week <laughs> they'd be like oh like <laughs> see how long that lasts <laughs> yeah literally and then people have said to me before like oh like i had a friend that was vegan like she only did it for like a couple weeks or like i have a friend at school who was vegan for three months and at the time i was like three months is a really long time yeah. now i've been vegan for eight months yeah and like i'm like three months is nothing you couldn't yeah. last more than <laughs> i don't know like i understand that it's difficult and i think that there's a lot of different factors that play into it and i know that like obviously like for people who have had eating disorders and stuff having like a restrictive diet mm -hmm. can be really triggering and i have never had like a diagnosed eating disorder but i've definitely i think everyone has struggled with body images mm -hmm. to a certain extent yeah and i think that being um someone who looks different from other people around me not necessarily in body type but just mm -hmm. because like i'm indian and i haven't like grown up with like a big community of like indians and stuff that i always kind of struggled with the idea of like looking different yeah and like just being different and being like treated a little bit differently because of that and like i feel like my awkward phase was more awkward than a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> and that maybe it lasted longer than a lot of people's and that really like was damaging to my self-esteem just because i was like other girls are growing up and they're looking pretty and i'm still not and what's going on and i think around the age of 12 like i started to have body image issues and i didn't necessarily register it as that and i think for a long time like people would talk about like being insecure and stuff and i'd be like yeah but that's not me like i don't have that yeah but i did i just couldn't identify with it yeah. and i couldn't like face it and honestly it's only been like this year that i fully realized to what extent it was at because even though i've gotten so much more confident over the last three years for sure the body image stuff has just been different because i went through like kind of a, a second round of puberty in like 2018 yeah where i lost like a lot of fat in my face uh -huh. and i like started to see like my cheekbones and my features more and because i was doing track like really really rigorously at that time and i was like on like I was reaching my goals and stuff but you know I was like my body composition was changing because of that yeah. and I was losing fat and I felt really good about myself and that was you know like I was like confident and stuff but now I realized that like I didn't have to wait until that point to be confident, confident. and obviously it's hard when you're young and I think that you do have to go through things like that just before you can realize like that you don't have to be like that to be confident but like just coming up to this year I've realized that like I have been kind of I, I mean I struggle to like use like eating disorder terms because I can't like self-diagnose myself on something that's so serious for so many people mm -hmm. but I have been like under eating for the last maybe three years not to like an extreme extent mm -hmm. but just the point where I'm always keeping track of what I'm eating mm -hmm. I would like I would count calories and I wouldn't think it was necessarily damaging because but I would be like okay maybe I want to like eat ice cream tonight and I'd look and I'd be like oh well you know like you're already over yeah. your calories so I'm not gonna make that decision and that's, I just yeah. think, like, obviously, that makes me emotional now because, like, I, that's so damaging. No. <laughs> I've been talking for, like, a year. <laughs> no, I totally understand that. Like, I resonate so much with what you're saying about where you don't even realize how yeah. far, like, it is ingrained in us, like, our issues. And it's so hard to, like, realize it and be like, wait, like, that, the problem I had actually has a name and it is serious and I need to like work on it. Mm -hmm. Well, it's so hard to help someone that doesn't want to help themselves, Selves. right? Yeah. That's like, 
and I think that's really really difficult to accept in so many different situations like with friends and stuff yeah and with like just everything like with family members and things like when you want when you can see things in a different light than someone else can and it doesn't even necessarily mean that you're right but just that like you want someone to change something and they might not necessarily want to change and how difficult that can be that's so hard that's like the worst with friends when you just when you want somebody so badly like when they have like a toxic friend or a toxic boyfriend yeah yeah yeah. and it's just like you know you can see what you think is the best for them but they don't see that and it's so hard to like be able to like be okay with them making their own decisions and I also think that there's a lot of bias with that kind of thing because just like just because it's how I would make a decision doesn't necessarily mean that like it's how someone else should make a decision a lot of these things are just hard like with body image and stuff like there's no one that can say like it's easy and if you can like I I don't know a part of me just thinks that you're lying to yourself (laughs) because even now when I am like at the point where I'm like okay yes toxic diet culture exists and it's everywhere yeah and I can say to myself like I'm at the point now where like I'm like okay I just want to eat what I want to eat but it's it's hard to reverse those kind of habits and it's hard to like wake up some days and not be like you look fat or you look like this and you don't deserve this today or you don't deserve that today and like whether it wasn't a conscious thought like I I wasn't consciously punishing myself but since the age of 12 I have been like I was like 12 years old my mom would like go to work and stuff and like I'd come home from school I'd walk home from Dabla Vista myself Uh have like a couple hours to myself at home and I would like sit I would like lie in our living room and I would do like blogilates workouts oh my god because I was like yes because I was like I need to look a certain way and I don't look that way I was 12 like I know it's just damaging I know I remember in third grade like I told my friends that I was gonna go on a diet because I just like being surrounded by diet culture just Mm -hmm. like from adults Mm -hmm. like we're just inundated with it from such a young age I like that was my chubby phase and I was extremely insecure and I was like you know I'm gonna go on a diet and I remember my mom being like like no like we you're first of all like you're not gonna go on a diet (laughs) second of all you're not gonna go around telling people you're going on a diet yeah um and I think like I don't know it's just the culture that we live in and it's so it's absolutely disgusting that's why like I'm so passionate about like fat phobia fat phobia and like removing the stigma around bigger bodies because really none of us have the right to say anything about anybody else's body and sure yeah you can have a type and you can have what you think is attractive but you can't tell somebody to change their body just because it makes you uncomfortable yeah a hundred percent like and I don't know I think like being because for me like I was 12 and I was already at an age where I didn't tell my parents everything yeah. that I they have never known about this stuff mm-hmm. and that I like have spent years like just yeah like not telling them and like them not knowing and me like not obviously I didn't realize that it was a problem mm-hmm. but you know someone else might have realized it was a problem but no one else ever knew yeah no one else was ever told and like it's not that like I expected someone else to notice because there was no way for them to notice because I wasn't doing anything extreme but like I don't know like when I was a kid my mom would always be like okay when you come home like have a piece of fruit and like have a cookie or like a muffin or something 
because you need like the carbohydrates for energy and like when I got into like the end of middle school the beginning of high school I'd be like okay no like you're not gonna eat that now yeah like it's I know just it's just so damaging and it's it's literally everywhere like I was re-watching Euphoria and there's like the scene where they take Molly yeah and she's like we don't eat carbs yeah. and I was like I was thinking about it and sure it's an offhand comment and it's like it's quirky and it's whatever but like deep down like it perpetuates this idea that like women have to constantly like worry about what they're eating mm-hmm. and what they're putting into their body and it's just like really toxic and like I guess people who like like don't like they don't have a bad relationship with food it wouldn't ever come across their mind because like I remember freshman year in health like when we watched like the documentary on um eating disorder like patients in like a rehab Mm. I remember just being like what the heck like just eat a sandwich you know all of like the basic stuff but it's like it's so much more complicated than that because it's it's literally like an obsession and it's like your mind like just like even the smallest thing if you eat something that like you consider unhealthy like it just makes you view yourself in such a different way like and it's like it's like so hard to get out of that like mindset because it's like so deeply ingrained in like our culture it's just like I don't know I think it makes me scared for like for kids these days and like for when I have kids and stuff like because I don't know how like this kind of stuff can stop like that sounds shitty but like like I think you get to a point hopefully I think I think some people get to a point like we have where you realize how bad it is, but I think some people don't. don't. And I think some people just continue to go on with their life and think that like they'll never be truly happy in their bodies and stuff. And I wouldn't say that I'm like 100% happy in my body, yeah. but I also like know that I don't necessarily need my body to be like a certain way. Like something that I said to myself the other day is like, okay, my body's not the most desirable body ever, but I don't ask her to be. Mm-hmm. And that there's a lot for my like to love about my body, so I love those things. Yeah. And like, why would I punish myself for something like outside of that? You know. I know. I think like one of the most important things for me is like moving away from like I think just moving into like neutral thoughts about your body because like yeah. for like it's really like hard, and I feel like I would always tell myself like, oh my god, like just I'm just gonna love my body like I'm gonna be so body positive and it would honestly just be a lie like I would just tell myself like oh my god like I love like this little chub on me and like all this stuff but like it wasn't true and so like I think like moving more into like neutral territory where I was just like I have this on my body it's okay it's fine I don't have to say that I love it right now yeah but I'm not gonna be negative about it yeah I think like because I find it hard to think that there's nothing to love about your body. Mm-hmm. Like, I think everybody must like some little thing. Like, mm-hmm. you like your eyebrows or you like something. You like your collarbone or something. And then, but then it's like you don't like 20 other things. Thanks. And those 20 other things hold more weight rather than just being likes and dislikes. Yeah. I think, yeah, I just think, like, there is... <laughs> It's weird because there's toxicity in every sense, right? Yeah. You, have you heard of, like, the toxic positivity thing where it's, like, you're positive to a fault and you always say to people, like, oh, things are going to get better and, like, that's toxic. Yeah. 
because it's not always going to get better but i think that applies to like the like loving your body thing because you're not always going to love your body you're not going to love everything about your body it's it's harmful to think that you will because you're setting an unrealistic standard again in a different sense and you're just and then you're trying to beat yourself at this game of now I need to love myself really hard yeah. instead of beating yourself at the game of well now I need to look this certain way you know and it's like it can just be yeah just being like content with what you have and like it sounds so simple but it really isn't and like it's it's honestly like a constant battle because like yeah. I feel like everybody goes through like ups and downs of like like some days I'll feel really confident in my body and other days like I will feel really disgusted and like yeah you kind of have to like sit with those moments and be like well what's different about today than yesterday like why was yesterday I why was I confident and now I'm not today and it's like confronting those things yeah it's so like so hard especially since like there's so much like everybody like has to have an opinion and everybody like wants to voice their opinion Mm -hmm. and like sometimes it's okay to just say like you know what I don't know and like I don't experience that so I don't really have an opinion and like or listening to other people talk about their experiences rather than always have to it like making it about yourself because I feel like that is like something I just have a huge problem with with like like bigger bodies like why are all these men like commenting on like skinny girls or yeah and saying like this is unhealthy (laughs) what we were talking about before yeah it doesn't make sense to me yeah it's just like I don't know I just wish everybody could just like keep to themselves especially about body weight and like food because it is so complicated and like food can be tied to so much trauma yeah and you would never know like no one's ever gonna be like oh yeah like I don't know just randomly like talk about it so it's like just don't talk like don't bring it up don't make offhand comments about somebody's weight or how much food they're eating or all this stuff like yeah if you're going to do it do it with the utmost respect and caution and like do it because you care about the person not because it makes you uncomfortable and I also think it's important to watch what you're saying about yourself around other people because people say like like oh like I ate so much today and then you're sitting there and you're like well I ate more than you yeah what does that make me should I punish myself I don't it's just like I mean I'm 19 I've been like thinking about this like stuff in a toxic way since I was 12 like that's seven years of my life yeah that I didn't like myself and I'm never gonna get that time back you know and it's like I don't know we're talking about like wasted time with like friendships that didn't work out and like not liking Mm -hmm. yourself and this is just like another version of that and so i'm like okay well i spent seven years hating myself so the next seven years are gonna be different (laughs) i know and it's like it's so much worse though because you can't just cut the part off of you like you can't just be like it doesn't i'm done away it's like like with at least with like friends somebody's really toxic you can just like remove yourself from the situation but you can't do that with mental health problems and i feel like in that sense like that is why they're so tough okay what was i gonna say oh okay i have some issues with the cutting people off thing Mm. (laughs) okay (laughs) and i think that it's stemmed from the fact that i was cut off from someone Mm -hmm. once because they didn't like what i was saying to them Mm -hmm. and i think that yeah going to like it ties into the mental health thing and it ties into wanting to help someone who doesn't want to help themselves Mm-hmm. Just because, like, I was friends with this girl and she was really into her boyfriend and stuff. And then, like, she would say things to me like, oh, like, this... She would be like, 
this one time she was like okay we've been dating for three months and i was like okay and she was like well this girl and her boyfriend said i love you after three months so should i say i love you to my boyfriend now because we've been dating for three months and i was like well do you love him and she was like no. <laughs> but oh it's just like i remember when they broke up i think i pretty sure he broke up with her either way it didn't matter and i remember saying to her like okay well like you can take some time for yourself now and she was just like no it's fine i'm moving on and i was like but you you haven't healed from this and yeah. she was like no it's fine i'm moving on and i remember our prom night was spent with her following him around oh, after they were broken up and that sucked because i was like well you're my friend and all you want to do is spend time with this guy that doesn't like, like you. you yeah um and ultimately like she cut me out of her life because she didn't like what i was saying to her about this guy and then like it was just the weirdest thing because i remember saying to her like she was like oh i need some space and i was like okay fine i understand yeah um obviously i wasn't happy about it but i was like okay fine and i remember after like a couple of days or like a couple of weeks i don't know it's a couple years ago now but i said to her like I said to her, if we're never going to talk again, can you just tell me? And she was like, okay, I will. And she never told me anything again after that. And I was like, oh, okay. So, but then I remember, like, we our finsters were still following each other. And oh, she posted God. something about, like, cutting toxic people out of your life. And I was like, that's, that's about me. Like, and I didn't think that I was being toxic, you know? But yeah. I think it's hard because you you can't decide how someone else is gonna perceive you and perceive your decisions and Mm -hmm. even though like what i thought i was doing was the right thing because what the decisions she was making were not decisions i would make we're literally it's just it goes around in circles circles. it comes back to the same thing yeah Yeah, literally it's just like i don't know (laughs) i say to my mom like life is simple all you do is like you think about things and you go after them and that's it that's life Mm -hmm. and she was like it's not that simple and I was like it is there's like three main lessons in life (laughs) and this is one of them is that like other people's perception of you is not your business right Ugh, I think that's so weird to think about that like different versions of yourself exist in other people's mind yeah and I also think that it's hard to accept that your decisions can be perceived as positive or negative despite the way that you meant them to be perceived And I think that it's hard because people can take that to the wrong extreme and they can be like, well, I can just do bad things and it doesn't matter because they're going to think of me as bad, but that's not my business. Yeah, I guess that's one thing that like I always think about like so freshman year there was this guy and I was like, I'm going to admit I was kind of a bitch freshman year and I knew that he was going to ask me to homecoming and I, I kind of... I kind of, like, made it happen a little bit. Did and you, then, like, hide from him? Yes. Yeah. And then I hid from him instead of, like, just, like, sucking it up and going with him. This is one of the things we talked about in the car. In yes. Freshman chats. year. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I look back and, like, I just, like, it makes me feel, like, really, like, guilty. Because if someone ever did that to me, I would, like, I would think they were a horrible person. And, like. Yeah that was one of the things like I wish that he was in my breaking down the walls like um like group because there was like the portion where you could apologize to people like publicly and I definitely I would um because and if I see him next year I'm I'm going to go up to him and I'm gonna be like you probably this probably hasn't crossed your mind since freshman year but it's crossed my mind and I feel horrible about it yeah um 
so there's that and then also like with the whole like situation last year where I like told that guy I liked him like I just always wonder what their perception is of me which I shouldn't because like whatever they're not even in my life but yeah I don't know it matters to me even though I'm not even friends with them yeah and even though like you're not interested in pursuing something now it's still like fights with you it's weird that we got to all of this from talking about veganism (laughs) but um (laughs) I don't know the vegan stuff like I really like being vegan it's been eight months and it's been good I haven't been strictly vegan for all of those eight months Mm -hmm. I've had like mistakes like I've eaten butter before at a restaurant Mm because butter doesn't have like a high lactose percentage Mm -hmm. but (laughs) but I also have like I think one time I had milk and then I was like well I paid for it because I'm lactose intolerant (laughs) um instant karma literally but I also like my thing with going vegan was that I wanted to do it for the planet mm-hmm. and I wanted to do it for the animals and I wanted to do it for my health because I think that, you know, you can reduce the risk of cancer by being mm-hmm. vegan and like heart disease and like just various things. And it made a lot of sense to me, but I also didn't want to like restrict myself so much mm-hmm. because I like traveling and because I like experiencing other cultures. I didn't ever want to get to the point where like I would be like, I'm vegan. I can't eat that. Yeah. Like, and obviously like I do say that (laughs) but yeah but I didn't want it to be to like an extent where like I would miss out on an experience that I wanted to have Mm -hmm. because I've labeled myself as vegan Mm -hmm. and um a lot of Indian food like is a lot of Indian food is vegetarian but not necessarily Mm -hmm. vegan we eat like a lot of butter we eat yogurt I can't eat yogurt because it does really bad things to me but um but like I will eat things that have been cooked in butter especially Mm -hmm. when I'm at temple Mm -hmm. because when I'm there I don't want to not be a part of it I don't want to sit there and be like I can't eat anything because I'm vegan because like like who am I to do (laughs) like who do I think I am you know and I don't know I think that there's a lot of gatekeeping with veganism and I think that it's really hard to get around yeah and yeah I mean I don't have loads of vegan friends so I don't feel like the pressure from that but I everyone I know knows that I'm vegan so (laughs) I think it's become like a part of who I am but I also think that it may change in the future Mm -hmm. and I said to my parents like we were planning on going to Italy this year before corona happened Mm -hmm. and I was like you know if we were in Italy I might have eaten fish Mm -hmm. just to like experience that aspect of the culture Mm -hmm. Um, I might have eaten fresh pasta which has eggs in it Mm -hmm. because you know it's like it's things that are cultural that I Mm -hmm. don't necessarily want in the salad I'm not gonna break veganism for a chicken nugget because (laughs) I don't give a shit about a chicken nugget Yeah, no. I I think that's, like, I'm really happy for you. Um, I think it's, like, great that, like, you've found, like, something that you're passionate about, but also, like, you have, like, you know, like, when it's okay to, like, let yourself, like, indulge. Yeah. And I don't even want to label it as indulging, because I think You can indulge veganism. (laughs) Well, you know what I mean? Like, like letting yourself eat something that's not vegan. And it's like, I think that's what life is about. And that's the importance of like having a sustainable diet. Yeah. And I think like for me, like I kind of built my identity around like being really healthy. And I think it kind of hindered part of my recovery. That's why my private store is named not vegan. So that people that I'm close with know that I'm not vegan. Yeah. Um, because I'm not, I've never been vegan, but I've definitely, like, considered, talked it, yeah, talked about it a lot, considered it, um, I was vegetarian for, like, a good year, yeah, um, but, yeah, I think, like, 
even if like at a certain point in your life like you decide like maybe being full-on vegan isn't like what I want to do those habits will stick with you forever and like yeah so you're always yeah aware. I think I don't know I my family has differing views on mm-hmm. veganism um I went to stay with my uncle in London like around Christmas time before I was flying back home and he was saying to me like oh you're vegan now like so you're gonna raise your kids vegan and I was like well I don't know like yeah I don't think about having kids because I'm 19 and I mean I know some people do but (laughs) but for me um that's not really on my mind (laughs) I'm not trying to get pregnant (laughs) but yeah no so he was like say stuff he was like saying that kind of stuff and what he was saying to me was like yeah I mean like you raise your kids vegan then they're gonna be degenerate and they're not gonna <laughs> develop like a normal kid and he was like your kid is going to not be intelligent and your kid's going to work at mcdonald's and he was like i think that's great because my daughter's gonna be intelligent and she needs people like your kids to serve her at mcdonald's and i was like <laughs> <laughs> that was so extreme he says things like that all the time he's not a good person i don't agree with anything he's ever come out of his mouth but (laughs) oh my god is that guy shirtless but that was like to a different extreme um potentially should we go over and be like can we play football (laughs) (laughs) hi in that voice hi oh my god i would love to play football right now but just so you know i'm vegan (laughs) Yeah, so you have to be careful because I'm kind of fragile. <laughs> I'm, I'm underdeveloped. <laughs> I'm going to work at McDonald's one day, so, like, you have to... Don't worry, you can hit my head a couple of times. It's not like I really need it. <laughs> uh, yeah, just... That just, like, really, like, was something. Yeah. I didn't say anything back. <laughs> just, like, okay. I'm used to him saying stuff like that to me, so I just... That's so. Back. That's the worst. Those are the kind of people that like I, I wouldn't feel bad like cutting off. I'm not gonna lie. I wish I could cut him off. He's related to me. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are um, ups and downs to his personality. He's a very generous person, so mm-hmm. I think it's nice that he let me stay at his house. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like he's my uncle. He doesn't really have like an obligation. Yeah. Right. He would like if I was there, he'd always pay for my meals. If we were having a family dinner, he would always pay. Mm-hmm. You know, he like. He does those kinds of things, but he's not affectionate at all. He's not affectionate with his daughter. Mm. He thinks his daughter is the greatest thing to ever happen. And, you know, that's nice, but <laughs> it's not necessarily true. Um, but, yeah, he just doesn't, like, like other people to have opinions. Or I don't think he likes other people existing, really. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Interesting. I never met anyone like that. Okay, I feel like maybe this is going to be, like, the longest episode <laughs> ever, but it's okay. I feel like this is very juicy. So, <laughs> should I end it here? Yeah, it needed to be said. So. It did. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, it did need to be said. Okay, thank you, goats. <laughs> thank you, goats, for <laughs> tuning in. <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. Um so tune in next week for another episode and we'll catch you guys later. <laughs>